0: Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Welcome to Ask Amy from What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the face of motherhood. Solving your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. This week's question is from Brittany. She emailed us at questions at com. Always a good place to send your parenting questions. And Brittany asked, How long should we wait to get our kids a cell phone? I have a 13-year-old boy who begs on a regular basis for a cell phone because all kids have one. He has a tablet and a computer, so it's not like he can't contact his friends or me if need be, but I'm just not comfortable with him having access to the world, or more importantly, the world having access to him 24 seven. Brittany, this is one of the most complicated parenting questions that I have come across, Yet, And I think there's a lot of points on both sides, so I'm going to argue both sides on this. In addition, this is another question similar to the homework question for a couple of weeks ago, where I have an answer for regular times and then a slightly different answer for pandemic times. Phones for adolescents and teens are a particular lifeline right now when they're cut off from their peers more than ever they're not seeing their friends in person. I don't know if, if your son is attending school in person or not, but I bet it's at least some not quite as good version of what it usually is. And at least some of my kids are attending school fully remotely and their uh, Snapchat connections are the only place they see their friends. But my kids are older than your kid. So, phones are something that kids, by the time they're 13, most of them have. I looked this up. There was a 2019 cell-cell survey, so I guess it's on the side of cell phone survey, but it did show that by the age of 13, 80% of American kids have one. So your kid is an outlier statistically. That doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It just means that most of his friends probably do have a phone, and he's not lying when he says that. And that's important because right now, like I said, they're being cut off from their friends. Uh, Dr. Lisa Demore was on our show a couple months back, and she actually said be very careful during this time of taking the phone away from your adolescent or teen as punishment because that's just sort of the first thing we go to. It's certainly the first thing I go to. Give me your phone when they're being bratty. But that during this time means being completely cut off from peer." Contact. That's very different from when they're walking to school and hanging out in the cafeteria every day. In my house, kids got their first phone at 12. That was the big present for the 12th birthday. It was when they were just starting to want to walk home from school or walk to soccer practice by themselves. And I felt comfortable with it. At least I felt like we were in the main if I had my misgivings. Right now, Britney, I probably would err on the side of giving my child a phone, even though the usual reasons for being a phone, like in our case, it was, well, you're 12 and you're going to start doing things by yourself. So here's a phone. Those reasons don't exist right now. But like I said, on the other hand, there are the reasons of connection that exist even more right now. You also mentioned that your son has access to a tablet and a computer. Maybe he's gaming. So the Internet access is something that is already occurring. And if they're doing homeschooling, remote learning of any kind, they're also on the Internet for that. So too late as far as him having access to the Internet. But as you say, the, the rub is the 24-7 thing. That's a reset, and it's important to have rules around that. And I need to do this again in my house. The phones sleep in the kitchen. This is how we do it in our house, that we take the phones from at bedtime These days, I might go to bed before some of my teenagers, but that's the rule. The phones sleep in the kitchen. Do they abide by it every single night? No. Does it more or less work? Yes. And of course, the tricky part is you have to practice what you preach. I like to look at my phone until the last second before bed, but it's not good for me anyway. So keep it in the kitchen. Now, I'm going to take the other side on this. We're going to talk in an episode this week about when to be that mom. And this is a case where you get to be that mom. This is your kid, this is your set of circumstances, and this is definitely your decision. And the fact that everybody else has one doesn't have to be the deciding factor. There are many experts, and they are not wrong about this, who say that when you get your child a phone, you are accepting that they are going to see adult content. If they don't go looking for it, it's going to come to them. And we're talking often really intense adult Content. We're talking way beyond centerfold stuff. And it's not something that any 12, 13 year old kid should have to see, but that's the reality right now. So you're not wrong at all to carefully consider whether your kid is old enough for that. No kid is old enough for that, but a lot of them are seeing it. You know your kid best what level of responsibility he can handle, what he needs socially what fits your family's situation, and whether he's ready for this level of responsibility. One other suggestion I have is you can put software on your kid's phone that will monitor their activities without you doing it personally. I use the Bark app, and I'll put the link in the show notes. I really like the Bark app because it, once it is installed, it runs on the programs on your kids' phones, and it will alert you if there's talk of bullying or sexuality or drugs or alcohol, anything inappropriate. It's a pretty smart algorithm. It's only pinged me a few times, and usually it's a very funny misunderstanding of what was actually going on in the photo or text. But I love that that exists because I could sell it to my kids as I'm actually giving you more freedom. I'm not going to look at your text all the time, but this is going to let me know if there's a situation that's going on that I need to get involved with. They've accepted it, and it's worked very well for my kids. And on the way in, because your kid wants the phone so much, this is the time to set the rules. He will probably say yes to any sort of restriction or rule that you wish to place on it because he gets to have that magic object. So I have presented a lot of sides. This one, I'm not going to tell you what I think you should do because there are just too many variables. I think it's up to you. I hope that helps, Brittany. I can't tell you what the perfect answer is, but I can tell you what you should consider along the way. Send us your parenting questions and we might answer yours next. Email us questions at com. Thanks for listening.
1: We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise Podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts.
0: Margaret, it's an exciting news day. An exciting news day indeed, A few years ago, we launched our first spinoff podcast, Toddler Purgatory, hosted by the hilarious Blair Brooks and Molly Lloyd. And guess what? Now Blair and Molly are back